Welcome to another broadcast of Hope for the Heart. My name is William Rogers, bringing the message today from God's Word. We're continuing our study in a series that I have entitled God's Preferred Path. We began looking at this, asking the question, does God have any advice for us in the new coming year, uh, which is already upon us. We're already in the middle, of almost, well, we're in the middle of January. And so I thought I'd give a couple more messages and I've given two, and this may be the last one. The first one was on taking a stand. The second one was craving God's Word. And this one deals more with the promises directly related to the Word of God to us. And so I want to look at that and see how we might be able to benefit from these, seeing as we uh, are in this new year. And the question I asked a couple of weeks ago is, would you like to have this year different than last year, spiritually speaking? In other words, if you continue along the same path as you did last year or the year before, are you going to be in about the same place, or will it be a much different year? And I'm going to give you some things from God's Word today that I certainly hope and pray that you are able to follow along. I'm going to be in Psalm 119, and I'll give you that, uh, I'll just read you a few verses from 119, just so that we can get our footing and uh, have the context for today, because I'll be in all of 119 today. I'm not going to read all of it because that's 176 verses, and I think that would be a little uh, too much. But I just want to read a few verses for you, and just to kind of get our our bearings straight. So I'm in Psalm 119. I'm going to begin in verse 1, since uh, that is the first verse. That's always the best place to start. Psalm 119, in verse 1, the Word of God says, How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. I want to stop there because I could actually read all of these and enjoy immensely, but I don't think you could enjoy them immensely. And I want to begin by saying there's a couple of things to understand about Psalm 119. It is the longest psalm in in the book of Psalms, and it is uh, by far, in my, in my opinion, by far my favorite Uh, There are at least eight synonyms for Scripture or the Word of God found in this. Uh, And we have these, and if we don't know this, then we might get a little bit confused in this. But there are eight synonyms that are used for the Word of God. So when I read these, it may say uh, words like uh, testimonies or commandments or precepts or, or statutes or ordinances or even law, and it really can be, they're synonyms for the Word of God. And so I want to take a look at some of these today because I think God's Word has tremendous benefits. I'm only going to give you about 20 or 30 uh, from the first 50 verses or so. and uh, But there are so many in here. And so my question to you is, would you like to have this year to be a little bit more spiritually focused Uh, drawing more of your nutrition spiritually from the Word of God than perhaps last year? If so, then pay attention and uh, get a pencil and a piece of paper and write some of these verses down. You've got to write what I'm saying, but perhaps just the context. You can begin by writing Psalm 119, and you can title that, if you would like, Benefits from Being in the Word of God. And that might help you uh, remember what this is actually talking about. So there are certain uh, synonyms for the Word of God or for Scripture that dominate this psalm. One is law. It occurs 25 times. 
Another one is the word word. It appears 24 times. Or another one is ordinances. It appears 23 times. Or another one is testimonies. Uh, Just like I just read in verse 2, how blessed are those who observe his testimonies. The word testimonies is a synonym for the word of God. So that means everywhere there is a synonym for the word of God, you can replace it with the actual words of God. You could say, let me me just show you how that works. In verse 2 of Psalm 119, how blessed are those who observe his testimonies. Well, since that's a synonym for the word of God, let me read it like this. How blessed are those who observe the word of God. See how that how that does? And you're, you're staying within the confines of uh, interpretation and reading, and it uh, will not lead you astray in that way. Look at verse 6. Uh, then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon all thy commandments. Well, commandments is another synonym. So you can read it like this. Then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon the word of God. And so we can see that it, they are synonyms and they do draw our attention to something. But if we know what they're synonyms for, it's easier to read this if you just replace them. For example, look at verse 9. I shall keep thy statutes. Do not forsake my, or my, me utterly. I shall keep your word. Do not forsake me utterly. See how that does? And so we, we can see this. Uh, even in verse 9, uh, that was verse 8. Even in verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to thy word. And their word is there, but you can say it like this. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to the word of God. And so we see that these are synonyms, and they are very, very helpful. Commandments, for example, appears 22 times. Uh, statutes appears 21 times. Precepts. Uh, appears 21 times. Sayings or promise uh, occurs 819 times. Now remember, now this is 176 verses. And so there is so much meat here, so much that we can look at here. And so I want to begin, just jump right into this and begin looking at the benefits from God's Word for your this year. In 2023, I almost said 19-something. In 2023, the year of which we are living right now, how can my spiritual life be different? How can my even my, my, my reading life in the Word of God be different? How can my joy in all these things be different? So I want to begin in verse 1. It says, blessed are those who keep his testimonies. And again, this the synonym... Uh, is 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 applied here who walk in the way of the who walk in the word of god is really what verse 1 says how blessed are those whose way is blameless who walk according to the word of god now that would be an, an obvious thing and i'm assuming that uh, perhaps you are not as pleased with the spiritual uh, temperature of yourself for last year and you perhaps would like to change some maybe spend more time in the word maybe read more uh, i i I have heard so many times this year that people are are being challenged to read the Word of God completely from cover to cover this year. Well, I have never been one to push that because I just don't see much benefit from it. I don't see many people actually finishing it with any kind of an understanding, really, of the Word of God. My thing would be to take more of a systematic approach 
or a devotional approach to the Word of God and just get into God's Word without any strong plan. I've got to read five, six, seven chapters today or I'm, not, I'm going to be behind or I missed yesterday so now i got to read ten chapters. I just don't think you get much out of that. So I'm going to recommend something different by the time I get to the end of this message that I think will help you as far as the benefits of spending time in God's Word. So, the first benefit is it gives me joy. It brings joy. Blessed are those, and that's found in verse 2. Uh, verse 2 says, How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. It brings joy to me because I'm in the Word of God. And that is uh, one of the very first benefits that I think we can see here. Other than the general benefit of who got you, you uh, the person who uh, lives his life according to the full bigger picture of the Word of God in verse 1. Now, look at verse 8. Verse 8 is another one. Verse 8 says, I shall keep the Word of God. Do not forsake me utterly. Now, I could break down each of these verses and give you a little bit of a better of a understanding of the way some of these words are used, but I will do it by giving you the benefit. And then you can place that benefit alongside that and you'll be able to understand more about what that says. Do not forsake me utterly. It's just another way of saying it, it, the Word of God gives me a grateful heart. It gives me hope. It gives me stability in this. It keeps me from, uh, from taking the wrong path. There's so many things you could say here, but they would just be generalities. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to the Word of God? It gives me a right perspective on my life. Now, you think you might need a different perspective on your life and your purposes this, this year? Then take a look at Psalm 119, verse 9. Look at verse 10. It gives me purpose. With all my heart I have sought thee. Do not let me wander from thy commandments or from the Word of God. In other words, the more you're in the Word of God, the more it stabilizes you and keeps you uh, uh, almost with a, with a purpose of what God has for you here. And so I, I look at this and I see, man, I'm going to need that this year. I'm going to need it a lot. I've got some things upon me that I am going to need the strength that God gives me through His Word that would give me purpose. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 is a very interesting thing, and I'm not going to number all these benefits. I'm just going to give them to you. So far, I've given you four. Uh, uh, verse 12 says this, uh, Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. In other words, teach me, Lord, your word of God. And you get this from the word of God. So here, the word of God is telling you that he will continue to teach you. And that word really can be used to strengthen you spiritually. He will strengthen me spiritually by teaching me more of his word because I'm actually in his word. So, number verse 15. Look at what verse 15 says. And again, I'm going to go through these kind of fast, but I think they're, they're helpful for us because this is a, probably a very simplistic way to look at this. It would be more of a devotional thought but still, it's teaching, and it's the Word of God, and it gives us hope and encouragement. Verse 15 says this, I will meditate on the Word of God and regard your ways. 
It is worth meditating on. The Word of God is worth it, is what it's saying. It will strengthen and focus the mind. Verse 16, look at Verse 16 is, is parallel to that. I shall delight in the Word of God. I shall not forget your Word. It sharpens my thoughts and gives me a quickening power of recall in my thoughts. They will never depart from me as long as I am in your word. And you see, when we go through difficult times, which I have been in some very difficult times since last year, and the the, word, the Holy Spirit, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to encourage you and, and help you recall the, the verses and the Word of God that has already been taken and digested into your being. And so he's able to bring that up as a way of recall to give you that strength and stability you need during the difficult times. Look at verse 18. 18 is another one of those. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your Word. Now, what is that talking about? It offers more insight into the Word. In other words, you get into the Word of God, God's Word gives me insight into the Word. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing as it is illuminating the Scripture into my mind. Now, the way I vividly see this is so many times I have a word of, uh, I'll read a verse of Scripture and suddenly God turns on that light. And it's like I, I understand it. I see it in a whole new light or perspective. It's, it's almost as though that word wasn't even written in there. Yet that verse wasn't even written yesterday. And today he wrote it afresh in my mind. And so that's what this verse is talking about. It offers insight into his word as he illumines it. Look at verse 22. Uh, take away my reproach and contempt from me, for I observe your word. It, it helps me to live my life above reproach. And that is a very interesting thing to have as not a New Year's resolution, but as a, a word of God encouraging your heart to stay in the word and to keep you above reproach. Look at verse 24. Verse 24 says, the, the word of the Word of God is my delight. It is my counselor. Do you think you might need counseling this year? I, I wish I could give you so the, the, the number of people that have come to me over the past 25 or 30 years for counsel on the Word of God. And what do I give them? I try my best not to give them opinion. I give them the Word of God and Scripture. And this is what the Word does. It, it, it provides for me uh, a way to encourage people by giving them the Word of God. Well, but it can do it for you. It can do it for you. It offers free counseling for you. Do I, do I know in what area? Whatever area you need. You come to the Word of God and God's Word is able to use that Word into your heart and it gives you that counsel that you so rightfully need. So that is a, a good place uh, for, for you to maybe spend some time this year in, in looking at just that one verse offers me counsel. For what? Well, for everything you need counsel for this year. I think you can probably find it all in Psalm 119. That's how, uh, that's how I look at these benefits and how effective I think they are for me. Look at verse 25. 
My soul cleaves to the dust. Revive me according to your word. And here's another thing it does. It brings revival to my spirit. It revives my spirit. Or you can say it quickens my spirit. What does that? The Word of God. When you read the Word of God, it quickens that soul or spirit within you. Look at verse 26. I think I could probably take every verse. Now, I'm not taking every verse, but it appears I'm taking every verse right now because I just, as I did my observations, I just began to write these things down. But look at verse 26. I have told of my ways, and thou hast answered me. Teach me your word. Or teach me the word of God. And this is actually a prayer to God as he's reading God's word to hear him. And this is an assurance to us that when we get into the word of God, God is responding to us. God is listening to us. God is, in fact, this is a praise psalm, by the way. It is written to bring praises to God for the things and the benefits that he provides for us. And so this is just one of those ways. It assures me that God hears me. And that is a comfort and a confidence for me that I'm doing the right thing. Verse 27, another example. Make me understand the way of your your words so I will meditate on thy wonders. It gives me understanding of his word. Again, dealing with illumination and dealing with uh, application is what God does when that word is in our heart. Verse 28. My soul weeps because of grief. Strengthen me according to the word of God. Well, that's very obvious. In times of grief, and we don't know how much grief we're going to have to endure this year, but for this year alone, just looking at this year, uh, you've already had two weeks. Have you had any grief yet? Well, you may later on if you haven't had it already. But in the times of grief, here's what this word of God, here's the promise From this, that God's word provides strength. You see that? You see that? And look at verse 28 again. My soul weeps because of grief. In other words, I am grieving. Strengthen me from the word of God. You see that? That is a promise to us. So I would venture to say that sometime this year, you're going to need what this Word of God can offer. Now, it's not telling you to come to this verse. This is a, a, a exhortation for us to come to the Word of God. Come to the Word of God and read. You can stay in Psalm 119 for a while. In fact, I'm going to give you a reading plan for that in just a minute when we get to the end. But it's really talking about all of the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. I always put people in the Gospel of John. And in fact, I was talking to someone here just two days ago to just begin reading because they're not doing anything. They said they're floundering. They don't want to do. They want to just do something for their quiet time. They hear sing. Uh, they hear Christians talk about a quiet time. I said, "Well, here, do this. Let me let me have your Bible. Let me show you something. If you can figure out in here what is a paragraph, read one paragraph a day. Don't allow yourself to read two or three or four. If you have more time and you want to spend it, read that paragraph again. And then ask some simple questions. And I gave them some uh, questions that they could ask and write them down. And you will begin to see as you move through that how 
the questions will change uh, as you the the uh, strength of the questions or the the realness of the questions will change you'll begin to see how God uses that word in your recall during the day to encourage you maybe to motivate you to strengthen you it just helps look at verse 29 now I could go off on all these remove the false way from me and graciously grant me according to your word it removes the fake or that 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 lie within me or that deceptive voice that keeps coming at me from the world. The world has so much of that. The evils of our of our community or our, uh, our nation is coming at us and deceptive marketing and, and advertisement. There's so many ways it comes into us. It comes in by us allowing it to come in through our television or through news media. And this says it helps me in fact, look at it again. It helps me remove the false way, realizing there's no answers there. The answers are in the Word of God. It removes the false or the fake out of my heart. Man, that is something I think you're probably going to need this year. Look at verse 32. You're going to need this this year. I shall run the way of your Word, for you will enlarge my heart. Man. It gives me, here's what this really actually is saying. The Word of God gives me a pure heart full of compassion. You think you might need that this year? You think this might be the year that you can actually look back and say, Lord, thank you for giving me a heart of compassion when I needed it. Look at verse 34. Give me understanding that I may observe the Word of God and keep it with all my heart. Well, realistically, I know you're not going to keep the Word of God and everything in it all year. You're not going to be perfect. But it gives me understanding. It gives me an opportunity to do this. Here's what it's saying. It gives me an understanding of how I may observe the Word of God and keep it. In other words... It gives me an opportunity for me to talk with the Creator about what I'm doing, about what I'm desiring, about what I'm thinking. It would be more like ordering your private world according to the Word of God. Do you have a private world? You bet you do. What are the things you think about when the lights go out? What are the things you think about when you're by yourself, when you're all alone? What is it that orders that? And what this is saying is, it can be the Word of God. That's what can give order and stability to your private world, is looking at it with the realization that you're talking to the Creator of all things. You're talking to the God of this world. Now, I just want to give you a couple others at random here, because this is within the, all this is within the first 50 verses. And I'm going to break outside of that uh, actually, verse 50 is on here, too, uh, that I wrote down. It brings comfort when I am afflicted. Uh, verse 50. And verse 50 actually says, this is, here it is, my comfort in my affliction. In other words, this is the Word of God. The Word has revived me. In other words, it's given me a quickening so that I can understand the affliction and the strength that God is providing me while living in it. That's something. Uh, 
verse 54, it gives me a song in my heart. It gives me something to sing. And really what this means is it gives me a reason to praise the Lord. That's what verse 54 actually says. The statues are my song in the house of my pilgrimage. You get that? It is an anchor of truth amidst the sea of lies. I borrowed that from another writer, actually. and uh, But that's, that's really what he's saying in verse, uh, in verse uh, what verse is that, 69. I didn't realize I jumped down that far. But I am kind of jumping around here at the end of this because uh, there is just so much. And I could actually take every verse, and I think it would take way too long. But in verse 81, it gives me patience. In verse... Uh, Nanny, it gives me wisdom and understanding more than all my teachers. Let me let me just read that verse for you in verse ninety nine, just so you can have that. I can say I actually covered part of that for you. In verse ninety nine is a powerful one. I have more insight than all my teachers. Really, now think about that statement. I have more insight than all my teachers. Why? Because the Word of God is my meditation. I'm able to meditate on God's Word. Now, I was talking to somebody here, so it's been several months ago, and we were talking about meditating on God's Word, and they said this to me. You know, I don't know that I ever meditate on God's Word. How do you actually meditate on it? I said, wow, that, that's, a, that's a very good question. And so we began to talk about that, and we ended up in this verse. Because I happen to remember where it was. Because it has one of those verses that I have used. I have more understanding than all my teachers because the Word of God is my meditation. And, and then you look at Joshua 1.8. Joshua's talking about the same thing. Uh, commending the people to, to read His Word, to, to memorize His Word, to meditate upon the Scriptures when? Day and night. You mean you can actually do that? Well, you can if you begin to unclog your life with all the junk that our society throws at us or from what the television throws at us. Yes, you can. Now, another one that I wanted to give you because I could build a sermon on this one is verse 105, and I want to read that one to you because I'm, I'm narrowing this down to just a little bit. Look at verse 105. and I'm still in Psalm 119. Verse 105 is, I have this starred three times in my, my copy of the God's Word. It says, Thy Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Which verse is he talking about? Well, all of them. All of the Word of God is like that. Now, you think you might need some direction this year? You think you might need what this says, a lamp unto my feet and a light to the what? The path is, well, that's what we're talking about, God's preferred path. When? Right now. Right now where you're living. Do you know you're living and walking in God's preferred path, not the path of my self-will or my own fleshly desires? What is it? Man, that's, that's a hard one. And sometimes you have to spend your time in God's Word that He will give you that peace that passes all understanding for you to even come close to understanding God's preferred path. God's Word also shields me and protects me in Psalm 114. God's Word also helps me know the very character of God in Psalm, uh, I mean, in, in uh, verse 137 of Psalm 119. 
These are interesting, but they're benefits for us. And the last one I want to give you is that you might have this all year. In one way or another, off and on, all year, you may have this one. And it's found in verse 165. I just want to read that for you because this would be the way I would like to close this out with one more exhortation after this one. And that is Psalm 119, verse 165. I'm hoping that you will read this, praying that God will allow this in your life this year. Verse 165, those who love the word of God, here it is, have great peace and nothing causes them to stumble. Do you hear that? You see, put this with the message that we had last week called Craving God's Word, along with this verse, and you will have a lot less stumbling this year. Stumbling. Think about that. Stumbling how? Stumbling spiritually. Fumbling around, not knowing really what God's will is, not praying, not seeking Him, not looking as the Word of God as your counselor. But now, here's what I did. I put all these together in just the first 50 verses of Psalm 119. And God's Word will give you this this year. The, the Word of God will provide these benefits to you this year. Now, I'm going to kind of break them down. This is what the Word of Psalm 119 provides for you wisdom, insight, purpose, desire. And as I go through this, think about this. You think you might need these this year? Insight, purpose, desire, hope, encouragement, love for Jesus, direction, meditation, teaching, joy, peace, contentment, and settledness. You think you might need those? Well, that's what, just what the first 50 verses offer and they are, or gives you. And then it offers you this. The first 50 verses of Psalm 119 offers you cleansing, direction, confession, observance, comfort, revival of your heart and spirit. And then it says, makes these claims. I just jotted a, I just jotted a few of them. It takes away sin selfishness, self-centeredness, jealousy, envy, impure thoughts, hatred, evil, and wicked, and unrighteousness. Think about that. Man, if you could live your life this year according to the Word of God, you think it would make any difference when you got to the end of the year and how you viewed, say, Christmas, or how you viewed Thanksgiving, or better than that, how you view your relationships, how you view your family, how you view prayer, your relationship to Christ, I promise you, will be enhanced. You see, if you take Psalm 119, and instead of trying to read the Bible through in a year, just take Psalm 119 over the next several weeks and read five or six verses a day. Just write down. Okay, today, Monday, I'm going to read verses one through five. And then make a note of what you read. What did this promise me? What kind of claim does the Word of God make from my heart today? Just that one question. Or what benefit do I see in these five verses? 
and see how many benefits you can name. Oh, I promise you, you talk about your Bible study taking purpose and direction. Man. And then do this. Always pray before you start and pray when you finish. Remember, you're praying to the one who wrote this. You're praying to the creator of the universe, but the author of the word of God. You're praying to the Lord Jesus Christ who wrote these words. Lord, help me understand. Like, the, like it says, gives me understanding. You want to pray for that, don't you? Don't you want the understanding that it gives you? I think you do. So you can, you can pray that with the, uh, with the idea that you're praying for understanding they give you. It, it, in fact, Psalm 119, verse 27, just write that down as an opening prayer every time you pray. Use Psalm 119, verse 27. And I think it will help you a lot. Remember, you're talking to the author and the creator of all things. And remember this. One of the reasons I like to do this, this type of thing, looking at a New Year's resolution, because most New Year's resolutions are empty, they're vain, they're, they're full of pride, they're full of all these things. I'm not even going to get into all that. But I like to do this because it puts us in the Word of God. And the reason I like this because there's a saying we used to use at Grace Fellowship Church was this. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. When I'm in God's Word, God is speaking to me. Plain and simple. Do you want the Lord speaking to your heart this year? This is only the end of the second week of January, beginning of the third week. Before you know it, January is already going to be gone. Have you even done that yet? Well, don't let another day go by. Start reading God's Word. Spend your time in God's Word and be thankful that you have a copy and that you have the freedom to do it whenever you choose. Thank you so much for listening today. I look forward to next time. Have a great day.